Our summaries this week contain two cases on criminal law, one from the Arkansas Supreme Court and one from the Arkansas Court of Appeals. In Parker v. State, 2023, ARC 41, the Arkansas Supreme Court reversed a murder conviction and dismissed because there was a violation of the speedy trial rule, which requires a defendant be tried within 365 days of his arrest after excluded dates are eliminated. Chief Judge Kemp explained. Appellate DeMarcus Donnell Parker appeals a Crittenden County Circuit Court order convicting him of first-degree murder, one count of first-degree unlawful discharge of a firearm from a vehicle, 15 counts of second-degree unlawful discharge of a firearm from a vehicle, six counts of first-degree attempted murder, and sentence enhancements. He was sentenced to an aggregate of two life sentences plus 835 years imprisonment. For reversal, Parker makes numerous allegations of error, including a violation of his right to speedy trial. We reverse and dismiss. On May 9, 2018, officers arrested Parker, and he was initially charged with capital murder and 22 additional counts related to the shooting. The state waived the death penalty. On March 24, 2020, the state filed an amended felony information and reduced the capital murder charge to first-degree murder. The other charges included one count of first-degree unlawful discharge of a firearm from a vehicle, six counts of first-degree attempted murder, 15 counts of second-degree unlawful discharge of a firearm from a vehicle, forgery, and a firearm enhancement. Parker was also charged with enhancements for engaging in violent criminal group activity and, on the murder count, for committing a felony in the presence of a child. The record contains several orders rescheduling motion and plea dates and jury trials. Two orders, August 10, 2018 and January 3, 2019, told speedy trial, while the others, entered on March 1, 2019, May 10, 2019, July 22, 2019, September 9, 2019, and November 4, 2019, did not toll speedy trial. On October 18, 2019, after a series of rescheduling orders, the deputy prosecuting attorney emailed the circuit court requesting a special trial setting and asking that the time be tolled until the matter could be set for trial. On November 4, 2019, the Circuit Court reset a motion and plea date for January 2, 2020, and for jury trial to begin on January 13 through 17, 2020. End of quote. The court reasoned that the trial court erred and docket congestion, a new prosecutor who needed more time, and other reasons were insufficient. Quote, Sua sponte, the circuit court retroactively told speedy trial from October 18, 2019, until a jury trial at a future date that had yet to be determined. No contemporaneous docket entry, written order, or pretrial colloquy reflected that any portion of the time from October 18, 2019 to December 4, 2019 had been told, and the court had not yet held an on-the-record hearing discussing these matters. At an August 31, 2020 hearing, the day before Parker's jury trial and the first hearing to be held on the record, the circuit court considered his speedy trial motion. The circuit court denied the speedy trial motion. 
from September 1, 2020 to September 8, 2020, the circuit court held Parker's jury trial. At the conclusion of the evidence, Parker was found guilty of all counts and the enhancements except the forgery charge and was sentenced to two life sentences followed by 835 years to be served consecutively. Parker timely appealed. End of quote. Docket congestion. As to tolling for a congested docket, the opinion explained, quote, Given our speedy trial precedent, we agree with Parker that the December 4 order unequivocally does not meet the requirements set forth in Rule 28.3b. Rule 28.3b allows for speedy trial to be tolled for docket congestion if the court enters an order at the time the continuance is granted. Arkansas Rule of Criminal Procedure 28.3b. Here, the circuit court's order could not have retroactively told speedy trial for docket congestion because the circuit court's sua sponte December 4 order retroactively told speedy trial. It was insufficient to toll the time for speedy trial calculations on the basis of docket congestion. Inconsistent Orders Here, the circuit court entered an order on January 3, 2019, setting a jury trial for March 18 through March 22. In this order, the circuit court specifically stated that the time would be charged to the defense. However, the circuit court subsequently entered a second order on March 1, 2019, resetting the trial date for May 20 through May 24, 2019. Significantly, the circuit court was silent on the issue of speedy trial in its second order and did not expressly toll the time running on speedy trial. Thus, we hold that the circuit court's second order supersedes the first order and that speedy trial started to run on March 2 instead of March 23. This time period equals 230 days, and as of October 17, 2019, speedy trial had run for a total of 324 days. Lack of a forum. Next, the state claims that Parker failed to challenge the circuit court's good cause to toll speedy trial, pursuant to Rule 28.3. The state contends that a lack of forum, in addition to docket congestion, constituted a good cause exception to the rule that a contemporaneous order was required. The relevant facts concerning this issue are as follows. In its December 4 order, the circuit court noted that the state had asked for a three-week setting, which was difficult to obtain in an overworked Crittenden County Circuit Court with only two courtrooms. Parker's trial took only five business days, not three weeks. The order also noted that a new prosecutor had been assigned in June 2019 and needed time to prepare. While the circuit court found good cause under Rule 28.3H to toll speedy trial, it did not prioritize the trial by setting a new trial date, but merely stated that speedy trial was tolled until these matters can be brought forth for trial. End of quote. The Supreme Court addressed the reason stated, quote, Rule 28.3H provides an exception for other periods of delay for good cause. We read other periods of delay for good cause to mean something unique from docket congestion or lack of a forum, which the rule already provides as a basis to toll speedy trial in subsection B. Appointment of a new prosecutor. We conclude that this new appointment does not constitute other good cause to toll speedy trial after October 18. 
The order contains no finding that the prosecutor was unable to try the case beginning on October 18, nor does it state whether Snell was the only prosecutor responsible for trying Parker's case. Thus, we conclude that the December 4 order lacked a sufficient basis on which to toll speedy trial on the basis of other good cause. End of quote. Failure to object. A failure to object was no bar to the speedy trial challenge because defendant was not present in chambers, so had no opportunity. Quote, Here, the record demonstrates that the circuit court conducted an ex parte hearing in chambers without Parker or Dooley present. Donaldson disputed whether he was present for a portion of the discussion concerning Parker, and the circuit court disagreed with Donaldson's recollection. Importantly, however, there is no record of this crucial in-chambers discussion. In addition, the record shows that the circuit court entered the order on December 4, 2019, just over three hours after receiving it from the prosecuting attorney, thereby giving defense counsel little, if any, time to make an objection. The record clearly demonstrates that defense counsel did subsequently object to the scheduling order on December 6, as evidenced by the email attached to the deputy prosecutor's affidavit. In the absence of a contemporaneous order in compliance with Rule 28, the magnitude of Parker's criminal proceedings and his inviolate right to a speedy trial take precedence over an alleged congested docket and the need for more courtroom space. For these reasons, we hold that the circuit court erroneously found that there was good cause for delay due to a congested docket from October 18, 2019 to an indefinite period of time pursuant to Rule 28.3H. Thus, we conclude that this particular time period equals 48 days, and as of December 4, 2019, speedy trial had run for a total of 372 days. End of quote. A concurring opinion by Justice Wood, reasoned, quote, Today this court follows the rule of law and decides this case based solely on the facts and record before us. Arkansas law requires the state to bring defendants to trial within one year. This rule protects the accused from languishing in jail while awaiting trial and ensures a swift chance to clear their name. The right to a speedy trial is essential to our justice system, and our laws must be applied equally to the guilty and innocent alike. We are one nation with liberty and justice for all. This case is not about guilt or innocence. This case is about our well-established rules governing speedy trial. It is easier to uphold the rule of law when the accused is innocent. It is not so easy when a jury found the defendant guilty. Yet we must uphold the rule of law for everyone. End of quote. A dissent by Justice Womack reasoned, Two orders. Quote, the earlier scheduling order, which the circuit court entered on January 3, 2019, arose from Parker's requested continuance, and the order explicitly told speedy trial through March 22. A subsequent order that sets a new date but does not toll speedy trial does not invalidate the earlier speedy trial exclusion until that original date has passed or a new speedy trial date is set. Docket Congestion and Forum Unavailability As the majority recognizes, the circuit court also told speedy trial against Parker for other good cause, namely a new deputy prosecuting attorney adopting the case, Arkansas Rule of Criminal Procedure 28.3H. 
The majority's only explanation for why this was insufficient cause is the order contains no finding that the prosecutor was unable to try the case beginning on October 18, only that he was unable to prior to that date. In-camera proceedings without a transcription. The majority offers no explanation for its rejection of the circuit court's recollection of its own proceedings. Seemingly, the majority has simply, and wrongfully, substituted its judgment for the judgment and memory of the circuit court. End of quote. Another dissent by Justice Webb reasoned, quote, Applying the Barker v. Wingo test to the case at bar, the delay in trying this case was a mere matter of days, and much of that time Parker was at liberty until he violated the conditions of his release. The reason for the delay centered on the state's ability to properly prepare to try the case, securing an adequate courtroom, and the desire to try Parker at the same time that the state tried his co-defendant. Regarding the other factors, Parker was not required under Arkansas law to demand to be tried, and there was no apparent prejudice to the defense's case. To the extent that the delay in bringing Parker to trial had any bearing on the proceedings, it was the memories of the state's witnesses that seemed to be affected. Finally, even without the necessary correction in how this court views speedy trial, this case should be affirmed. Contrary to the majority's interpretation of Rule 28.3, it is not the docket entry that tolls speedy trial. It is the circuit court's finding that justice requires the exclusion of certain time that tolls speedy trial. The docket entry merely memorializes the circuit court's findings. Certainly, the circuit court made ample findings that justice required that Parker be tried. End of quote. End of decision. In Connick v. State, 2023, ARC App 145, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed and remanded from a sentencing order arising out of driving while intoxicated fourth because the trial court sentenced defendant to probation when it is not provided by statute. Chief Judge Harrison explained, quote, Here, Connick renews his argument that he was illegally sentenced on revocation because probation was not a lawful sentence for DWI. The state contends the sentence was not necessarily illegal because statutory permission for DWI offenders to participate in drug court might have allowed probation in connection with Connick's participation there. The state acknowledges that at first blush, Connick might seem to be right. It acknowledges, for example, that sections 54104E1A4 and 54301A1D provide that a court shall not suspend imposition of sentence as to a term of imprisonment or place a defendant on probation for DWI. But the Omnibus DWI Act provides, notwithstanding sections 54301, 54322, or subsection 565108C1, in addition to the mandatory penalties required for a violation of section 565103, that a judge may utilize probationary supervision solely for the purpose of monitoring compliance with his or her orders. Art Code and Section 565-108-C2. The drug court statutes mention DWI offenders and do not exclude them from participating. Art Code and Section 1698-303-C1 and G2-B4. So the state argues that Connick's probation sentence in connection with drug court 
does not conflict with the prohibition against probation as it is defined by Arkansas law. We cannot agree with the state's argument as it is presented and supported in this case. First, we conclude from this record that Connick was sentenced to ordinary probation, not probationary supervision under subsection 108C2. The two are not one and the same thing. Second, several statutes unambiguously prohibit probation for DWI offenders. For example, Art Code and Section 54301A1 and A1D states, A court shall not suspend imposition of sentence as to a term of imprisonment or place a defendant on probation for driving while intoxicated, Section 565103. And Art Code and Section 54321 allows a court in a misdemeanor traffic case other than a case involving driving under the influence of alcohol or a drug to postpone judgment for not more than one year with the defendant on supervised or unsupervised probation status. The requirement that any DWI offender be imprisoned for some time, Art Code and Section 565111, implicitly and logically prohibits probation because no one can be sentenced to serve probation after a term of imprisonment. We acknowledge that probation is more directly prohibited before an adjudication of guilt. Section 565.108 explicitly prohibits using the procedure in Art Code and Sections 1693.301 at SEC, under which a judge is allowed to discharge the accused without a court adjudication of guilt and expunge the record. Anyway, the state doesn't argue probation is available for DWI offenders outside drug court. But even when dealing with an offender under the Drug Court Act, the circuit court is bound by the general sentencing provisions of the Arkansas Criminal Code, and they unambiguously prohibit probation for DWI offenders. We cannot interpret them as the state asks without legislating. We express no opinion about the circuit court's other sentencing options on remand, but for a DWI committed 15 May 2015, they do not include, and never have included, probation. End of quote. End of decision.